We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. The cruise sector has seen continuous increase in both popularity and money since the 1980s. Massive, self-sufficient floating towns traveling to far-off places have long been a major attraction for tourists, and that attraction shows no signs of abating. A life of leisure and luxury such as this, nevertheless, is not without its murky underbelly. Only a small portion of cases of people disappearing from cruise ships have been solved. Additionally, cruise companies are not legally compelled to disclose every instance of a passenger going missing or going overboard resulting in only a small number becoming public knowledge through media reports. However, Rebecca Coriam's case was one of the few that was made public. But even after more than a decade, nobody knows for sure what really happened to her on board the Disney Wonder on March the 22nd, 2011. Hello, fellow weirdos. It's Dom, and welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. Please take this as your reminder that you are a lovely human being, and you're doing beautiful things, you're doing amazing things, you're awesome, and thank you for being here. Whether we're talking about a terrible true crime case, a mind-bending unsolved mystery, a crazy cult case, you tune in every week. And you always give the love and support. And we appreciate you for that. You're awesome. Thank you. So Amy, unfortunately, couldn't make it uh, this week's, to this week's episode. However, it is not just me. You'll be happy to know. Um, it's a very special episode uh, as it is a collab episode, which I'm very excited for. I've wanted to, to bring these guys on for, for a long time because I love their show. And I'm very happy that we were able to get round the logistics and the time differences and the big old ocean that separates the two lands that we both live in. Um, thank you for coming on today, Carmen, from the amazing podcast, Live, Laugh, Murder. Thank you for having me. What's up, guys? So I'm half of the, my little team here. Joanna, my co-host, is in the middle of moving and selling a house and all of those things. So you just get stuck with me today, but I'm so happy to be here, Dom. Thank you. And I wish Amy was here. Miss her lots because she's awesome. <laughs> she is a wonderful, wonderful co-host. Um, I say, say it to her a lot. I couldn't think of doing this with anybody else. So Carmen, um, for the people that haven't listened to your lovely show, one, why? <laughs> why? Change that. Go and listen to Live, Laugh, Murder, for God's sake. Um, but if you don't mind, um, I thought maybe you could talk about your show, a little bit about it, where people can listen to it, where people can find you on socials and all that good stuff. Sweet. Awesome. So yeah, we, so what we do is the premise is I tell a story to my co-host Joanna and I tell my stories in a narrative fiction style, whether they be, and here's the thing, they're either the plot of a horror movie or they're the facts of a true crime case. So I tell Joanna a story and midway through a little more than that I ask her the infamous 
is this the plot of a movie or is this facts? Is this real? And she gets very mad at me every time I say it because she sometimes has no fucking clue what's going on. But lately she's been on a streak. And besides her to the rest of the world, it's a fun way to kind of test your horror movie and true crime knowledge and see if you got it right while you were listening. And then I reveal the rest of the either the plot or the facts after the big reveal in the show. So that's yeah. what we do over there probably 90 percent of the time. Every now and then, like you, you know, I like to throw in some twists and turn and just different types of episodes just to mix it up. But we are true crime sometimes. I love it. I love it. I am zero for many <laughs> while I've been guessing if it's a horror film <laughs> or or a true crime case. <laughs> one one day yeah. I will I will get I will get it correct. I'm always like, I'm certain, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. This is true crime. And they're like, no, it's plot of a horror film. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> I, I hear that a so lot. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly what I hear. I want it to feel like it's on the tip of your tongue. I want whatever I'm telling you as a listener to feel like you know it, but you don't know it and just have a little fun with it. Not that they're all fun. Don't get me wrong, but you, you get what I'm saying. Do you know anything about the disappearance of Rebecca Corium? I think I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Corium. I think it's Corium. I don't know. And I know the cruise ship industry with the missing people and crimes and international laws. It's it's a weird thing. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But no, I've never heard of her. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, cool. Are you are you ready to to get into get into the episode? Get into the juicy details. You bet. Tell me everything, please. <laughs> awesome. So Rebecca Corian. Uh, was born on March the 11th, 1987, in Chester, England. Um, she attended Chester Catholic High School after growing up in Chester with her parents, sister Rachel, and two foster brothers. Um, she used to work in Chester Zoo, where family had previously done so. Um, on the zoo grounds, there is even a bench dedicated to her grandparents, Kevin and Dolores. That's sweet. Fancy. Very sweet. Um, when she was in her teens, she enlisted in the British Army Cadets. Uh, she later attended Plymouth University to study sports science. Um, she would be hired as a staff volunteer by the cadets and would take part in several outdoor activities. Um she completed additional coursework in juvenile studies at Liverpool Hope University before spending four months working as a sports instructor in the American state of Maine as part of the Camp America program. I'm a fellow Camp America so she's participant. she's pretty much a badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's, she's, she's cool. She's done, she's done a lot. Like, I, I feel like yeah. I have done absolutely nothing in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> she's a badass that's awesome okay my goodness rebecca would visit london in june 2010 to apply for a position with the disney cruise line um, and she would obviously be hired she attended the uh, training at the company's florida theme parks what man <laughs> um, uh -huh. 31 years to go to to orlando and disney i had to spend <laughs> a lot of money doing that i should have just applied for a job with disney cruise line God damn. Um, mm -hmm. And she would also spend four months on cruises to the Bahamas. Oh, my God. Where the ships are registered and then return home for two months of vacation. That sounds wow unbelievable. <laughs> sounds like the sweetest mm -hmm. deal in the world. 
yeah, that was uh, that's insane. I, I am insanely jealous. Um, obviously, with how this goes, maybe it's a good thing I don't work on a cruise ship. But still, training at Disney World four months on cruises mm-hmm. to the Bahamas, like, and then going home for two months of vacation. That sounds sounds pretty sweet. I think I could do that. It's a good gig. I think I, it's a good yeah. gig. I could do that too. <laughs> um, so Rebecca was where she was uh, working on the Disney Wonder uh, vessel located in the port of Los Angeles when she resumed her duties. She traveled through the Panama Canal um, and all of its Mexican Riviera points of call. I would probably take a Disney cruise. I would go on a hundred percent. I've heard I've been on a few cruises. I mean, I live a couple hours away from the ports here in Florida, and I've been on a few. Never been on a Disney cruise, but I've heard all ages from two years old to 90 years old that they are phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard. It's the, really good I hear things. about the, oh yeah, their attention to detail and every aspect, the food, the fun, the, everything. I've just heard that they're great. Yeah. And to work on that, <laughs> that would be ideal. That'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I need to like look at how much a Disney cruise costs and then get really sad that I'll never be able to afford it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's cry <laughs> together because they're fucking expensive. <laughs> like, it costs enough to go to the parks. I dread to think what, what a Disney cruise would cost. Yeah. Goodness me. Oh, yeah. And I'd want to be bougie with it. I'd be like, I want a club room. I want all of these extra things. And then my bank account would be like, yeah. Crying. Uh, no. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that you can go online and book it all, and then when you get to, to live the dream, the fantasy for a couple of minutes until you have to pay, and then just shut it down. <laughs> uh, when um, Rebecca's grandfather passed away, um, she would go back to Chester for two weeks, um, and unfortunately, this would be the last time her relatives would ever see Rebecca Corium. Dun dun Aww. dun. So Rebecca would be last seen on CCTV on March the 22nd, 2011 at 5.45 a.m. in the staff lounge, talking on an internal phone line, um, wearing men's clothing and being visibly upset. A Mm. young man approaches her and appears to inquire about her well-being. Um, Her mouth can be seen um, or be read saying, quote, yeah, fine, after which she hangs up the phone. Um, she would then walk away with the characteristics her parents claim were typical of her, um, which is pushing her hair back and putting her hands in her back pockets. Uh, Corium was traveling from Los Angeles to, oh God, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, you got it. I need to learn that if I say it confidently, even if I mess it up, it's fine. I've, I've said it convincingly enough that it's right. (laughs) <laughs> you got it just roll with it just keep it keep it going uh, so Coriam was traveling from los angeles to puerto Vallarta, mexico um however she never appeared or was heard from again after hanging up the phone disney workers were alerted when Coriam failed to show up for her 9 a.m duty and searched the ship um however that would be in vain the Mexican Navy and the United States Coast Guard were then asked to conduct an ocean search, but they too were unable to locate her. So, 
this scene is set. Rebecca Corium has gone missing on the on her cruise ship. So let's talk about the investigation, which was, and this is being kind, a little bit sketchy, a little bit lazy, That's and a little too... bit suspect. Uh-huh. Uh, lazy, suspect, and what was the other word? Sketchy. Bullshit. What was it? <laughs> or bullshit. Sketchy. Yeah. Bullshit's a good one. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's just, I'm already frustrated because that, these things shouldn't happen, but all right. All right. Keep, oh, just keep going. You're, you're pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. I'm never coming you, on this the show story. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I wish I could say that your frustration level will go down, but it's only probably going to go up. Um, so I'm going to apologize now. <laughs> okay. That. Bless her. Bless her. If Amy was here and she heard me say that, she would probably just leave the call entirely. Bless. Just start <laughs> raging. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so oh, yeah. under the flags of convenience system, um, jurisdiction of the case fell to the country of the ship's registration, which in this case was the tax haven of the Bahamas. Disney would get in touch with the Royal Bahamas Police Force uh, three days after Corium vanished to start an inquiry. Uh, Paul Roll, a detective from the RBPF, was sent to Los Angeles by Disney on a private jet in response to the incident. Um, when the Wanda arrived back at the port, he, sent, he spent a whopping one day uh, speaking mm. with a staggering six of the 950 staff members and none of the kidding? more than 2,000 passengers. That's Are you kidding? And they have footage work. of her. <laughs> it, what the fuck? They have footage of her in the on the cruise ship, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they have of her CCTV talking on the footage. phone. And yeah. thank you, CCTV footage. So what? how does it go from A to Z like that? That's, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. And you would think Disney, they are so careful about their image. How could they let something like that slide? Yeah. Um, and even later on in the episode, like, yeah, there are some things that, that are like, you're, Disney must know more than they're letting on. Um, and there must oh, be some yes. some shady stuff. Um, and I, like, I'm a, don't get me wrong, I'm a Disney adult, um, which I know is cringy, mm -hmm. but I'm a Disney adult. But at the same time, <laughs> Like this episode, or when I was outlining the episode, I was like, "Disney, oh, this is a, uh, this is a bit sus." I'm not gonna lie. Uh huh. You know, Dom, lie. you should look up if you haven't. I don't think you've done this, but there's some conspiracies about crimes and deaths that have happened at Disney that get covered up. I know of some of them. Like, there's the rumor that like Walt Disney's head is is buried on property, and and like people, uh -huh. like there's a ghost in the park. I'm not sure which one. It might be Disneyland. And like there's legends about like Pirates of the Caribbean being haunted and, and stuff like that. Mm. So I, I've I've read some some interesting I do need to do an episode about it though. I think it would make a really good mm. one actually. It would. And people who have actually died there and the code words that the employees use on their microphones and the way that they handle this is it's really weird. So yes, uh, top investigating from our power role there, six people. Um, if you count the passengers and the staff, probably looking at uh, around 3,000 people 
man decided that six people was enough, literally. Spoke to six and called it a day. It was okay. like, no, that cool. That's, I'm done. My work here mm-hmm. is done. Cool. Yeah, clearly. It's, so we have this fictional character. <laughs> You've probably heard in our episodes. We have this fictional detective um, who is like the, the figure of any time there's bad police work. Me and Amy are like, yeah, this is Detective McClue. This is this, <laughs> this has got him all over it. McClue is investigating this case, and he's been like, oh, he, he's spoken to like six people, and he's been like, you know, that was I'm tired. That you was know, tough. Was he's got to get back on his private jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he took some bullshit. All right. Oh dear me. Um, so Mike and Anne Maria. Corium, uh, Rebecca's parents, were flown out from England to meet the ship when it returned. Uh, the Coriums asserted that Disney held them in a vehicle with darkened windows and boarded uh, through a seldom used side door uh, after all other passengers had left. The captain of the Wonder offered his sympathies and his idea that Rebecca had been swept overboard while, by a wave while at the crew pool, a theory that the Coriums questioned because of the facility's high walls. They were then led to a gathering with Disney officials and the person Rebecca had been on the phone with. So a few interesting tidbits to note um, at this point. One, the high walls are quite high. So Mm. that must have been a hell of a wave to to Mm. sweep her overboard. Like, that must have been obscene. Also, um... Mike and Anne were taken to Deck 5, which featured uh, a crew, crew swimming pool area in front of the ship's bridge and was surrounded by walls that were over six feet tall. They were then brought to Rebecca's hmm. stateroom and the crew's quarters, where they were shown a sandal that was purportedly Rebecca's and was discovered on Deck 5. Uh, in addition, her father got an email the day before the first anniversary of her disappearance from a woman claiming to have seen Rebecca out and about in Venice with a dark-haired man in August of the previous hmm. year. Hmm. Indeed. So, can I interject here? Yeah, yeah. They're saying a w- they're presuming that a wave swept her off ship over yeah. a six-foot-tall wall. Yeah. That's called bullshit. There's no. <laughs> there's no way. What is this? A fucking Disney cartoon? <laughs> uh, they they probably tried to pay him off. They pay. Uh, I bet those parents had to sign an NDA and got a settlement. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, it's hard to believe um, that a wave swept overboard because you. I mean, you got the six foot high wall, um, which yes, it, on its own doesn't sound like massive but at the same time it's on deck five so it's not Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the ship like it's quite high up i'm assuming on on Mm -hmm. on the ship so that must if that 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 would have to be a ridiculous wave like a giant wave yeah like the wave from moana now i've got disney movies in my head (laughs) it's like maui came and used his little staff and whatever (laughs) that's just bullshit Okay. The wave, the wave from um, Interstellar, where they go to that planet, and, uh, <laughs> like that ridiculous wave. Um, that's that's what swept her off the ship. 
Baroness. And she's the only one. It mysteriously, no one else got swept up by this wave, just her. And I bet there wasn't a sign of water on the deck. I mean, <laughs> it is it is very questionable. Um Yeah. Not gonna lie, also when you said sign of water on the deck, it sounded like you said sign of water on the dick, and I had to very much <laughs> stifle a giggle. <laughs> That's a different story here, Dom. <laughs> That's next hey. week's episode. <laughs> Amy is the one who does the sexual puns on this show. So <laughs> if Amy <laughs> was here, she, she would very much have, have cackled at that and made it into <laughs> some sort of innuendo. As <laughs> yeah, she should. Oh, absolutely. So the woman um, who uh, allegedly saw uh, Rebecca out and about um, claimed that after seeing the family's website, she was 85% positive that it was Rebecca. However, her uncle questioned how she had gotten there without her passport, which was one of the items her parents had found in her accommodations. Um, the Disney Wonder departed the harbour the day after Rebecca's parents arrived, and the Coriums would ro- watch from the shore as it would sail on its subsequent tour. Aww, Even though, sad. yeah, that I did think like that was that was quick, a little bit, a little bit sus. I told you. You're only going to get more frustrated, Carmen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Even though the RBPF uh, case is still under investigation, Disney deemed the situation to be resolved and, in a ceremony that some of the ship's crew attended, would place flowers at the scene of the unsuspected rogue wave on deck five. The unsuspecting rogue wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a mess. All right. What a mess indeed. Um, and on that note, I think it's time, uh, a good time to take a quick break. Do you, how, how do you feel Sounds about Sounds good. I need it. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think we both need to sort of, I don't know, if I had a cigarette, have a smoke. If I had a drink, have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need to get you through. Whatever I need to get me through the rest of this frustrating episode. Um, so yes, on that note, uh, we'll, uh, take a quick break and we shall see you back here very, very soon. Hello and welcome to Hell No, a true crime podcast with your host, Lauren Lucio. Come hang out with me every Friday to catch new weekly true crime episodes. If you're new to Hell No, then there are many episodes to catch up on, such as episode 70, which features three different mysterious hotel deaths from around the world. The first case covered in that episode is a tragic and bizarre whodunit. The coroner and detectives almost missed the clues that pointed to the killer. Had it not been for a private detective hired by the deceased man's wife, this case would have had a totally different outcome. I can guarantee you won't guess what police missed. Find this episode and many more at Hell No, a true crime podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Or head on over to hellno underscore a true crime podcast on Instagram and follow the link in the bio. Thanks for listening and see you there. In a world that has been completely divided for so long, two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other, a horror movie fanatic. 
Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry, Give Me Back, My Action and Horror Movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of today's episode. So, Carmen, what are we thinking? She got swept off the ship. There's some cover-up, maybe foul play. What, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking so far? There's no way she got swept off the ship. I think there was a abduction, a crime, a human trafficking. A, I don't know. And I really don't see why she would escape her life and wind up in Venice. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. And without a trace on her own fruition, why would she? Why would she do that? She seems to have a pretty free life already. Yeah, that make um, sense. there are things that don't quite add up. Um, I would say, and I think the human human trafficking sort of suggestion is there's a good chance of that. I think that's quite common um, in cruise ship, cruise ship disappearances that like the likelihood that they've been taken off the ship and then sold into human trafficking or um, one of the theories on on a previous cruise ship disappearance I did was sexual slavery, like being sold into sexual slavery. So yeah, there's, I think there's a good chance that those two things are the case. I, the sweeping of the ship, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but let's... Let's get into the the theories and the the things that don't sure. quite add up. Um, sure. And let's get a bit more frustrated with with this episode. Great, <laughs> good times. Good times. Good comments. Like, why didn't you go with the original episode that you were going to do, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! So, when the Coriums were dissatisfied with Disney's explanation for their daughter's disappearance, they would recruit Scotland Yard veteran Roy Ram. That is a sensational name, Roy Ram. That, that's Roy Ram. I love alliteration. <laughs> like, sounds like some prohibition era detective. Roy Ram is on the case. Um, so he's got his monocle ready too. It, yeah. So. If he doesn't have like a top hat as well, and mm-hmm. like some in a a stick like the Monopoly Man has, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, So, yes, uh, they recruited Roy Ram as a private investigator and enlisted the help of uh, Chester MP uh, Chris Matheson and former Deputy Prime Minister Lord Prescott. Wow, they are going for the big guns. Quite the gaggle here. Yeah, that's quite that's quite the crime crime solving threesome. Got Detective Roy Ram got MP Chris Matheson mm-hmm. and former Prime Minister Lord Prescott. I mean, yeah, down. the threesome. They've got to investigate the wet dicks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With their threesome, you know, as you said. Absolutely. As you said. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, 
So what they discovered outside of the scope of the formal investigation has unsettling ramifications for Rebecca Corium's potential outcome. Uh, so Disney has consistently maintained that Rebecca was swept off of deck five on March the 22nd between the hours of 6 and 9 a.m. However, there are a lot of contradictions to this story. One is that, according to Ram's account, the weather and ocean conditions in the area of Puerto Vallarta, where the ship was located, do not indicate stormy weather, much less a rogue wave that would require the height of about 100 feet to sweep a person over the six-foot walls that enclosed Deck 5. Well, Told this that is wave. my totally called for, duh. Yeah. <laughs> duh. <Come laughs> Yeah, like that way. So, like I said, that way must have been pretty damn big, and doesn't sound like there's stormy weather in that area at that time that would make a 100 foot wave. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing you've got to investigate. Obviously, the easiest thing to track down is the weather in the area at the time. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the CCTV footage of Rebecca speaking on an internal phone line at the time of her last and whereabouts is the main piece of physical evidence in the case of her disappearance. Ram's studies led him to the conclusion that the timestamp and location had been removed from the CCTV tape by cropping it. Hmm. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky Disney. Hmm. Sneaky, mm-hmm. sneaky. The CCTV footage, according to Disney, was taken inside uh, on deck five, not far from the area where Rebecca is said to have been swept overboard. Ram and other investigators discovered that the video was actually filmed on deck one, not in the location of Rebecca's supposed accidental disappearance um, after watching the undoctored copy of the footage. The family has often been refused access to copies of the video. Um, That's not okay. That's not okay. So, Ram and, um, oh, no, sorry. I've literally just fucking read that bullet point. Um, I'm going back on myself. Uh, A sandal purportedly found on deck five that belonged to Rebecca was another noteworthy item of tangible evidence presented by Disney. Family and crew members maintained that the sandal was the wrong size and was not in Rebecca's style, in addition to the fact that um, it also bore the name and cabin number of someone else entirely. So, yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Um, what a weird detail, too. To yeah. what a weird little thing—a sandal. What? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. No, um, absolutely not. I love that it. It like, you know, there's the sandal's like, ah, oh, the, the sandal's not the right size. It might not be her style, but also it has someone else's fucking name on it. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, but let's just throw this in there as evidence. You never know. Just sprinkle in a little fuckery. You never know. Yeah. It might stick. It doesn't. Yeah. No, that's weird. Yeah. Like if you're going to present that as evidence, Disney, at least like, I don't know, cover up the name and the cabin number that's on the sandal. <laughs> or get, use a little like, nail polish to paint over it. Nail polish, <laughs> like paint over it, get some Tipex and, <laughs> and write on it. Like, come on, come on, Disney. Like, this is some bad, bad um, evidence planting. (laughs) God, Mm -hmm. jeez. 
So The Guardian, uh, investigative reporter John uh, Ronson boarded the Wonder a few months after Rebecca vanished to try and understand the circumstances around the incident. He learned from staff members that Disney's intention behind the explanation um, was potentially dubious. One crew member disclosed, quote, Disney knows exactly what happened. The phone call she had, it was taped. Everything here is taped. There's CCTV everywhere. Disney have the tape, end quote. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. That's what I would um, say too, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like there's CCTV all over that ship. So there, there must be some video um that obviously disney haven't released um that that shows potentially i 100 percent yes i 100 percent agree with you i mean these cruises are world famous famous people people from all over royalty bring these their children on these cruise these disney cruises they are they know what happened there's no way there's not footage oh yeah absolutely so another staff member answered ronson's question regarding Rebecca saying, quote, I don't know anything about it. It didn't happen. You know, that's the answer that I have to give. Oh, burn. Um, I don't like that. (laughs) No, that's a, yeah, that that raises suspicions a little bit, uh, let's just say. Rebecca's family and friends from England described her as happy-go-lucky and energetic. Working with Disney would require one to be of an overall sunny disposition or, quote, Disney wouldn't hire you if you weren't that sort of person, according to a member of the crew. Well, that's that's me out of the running for a job as a Disney cruise cast member. That's true. They have to be a very specific personality to yeah. get hired with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you could play um, uh, you could play one of the Snow White Seven Dwarves as a personality there for everyone. You pick one. Yeah, I'll be I'll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be sleepy. Uh, sleepy is a good one, to be fair. Um, yeah. I'll be grumpy. That that would be me. <laughs> oh, no. You're kidding. Oh, shucks. I would have never guessed. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, dear. Oh, you do, though. You have to be sunny and bright. And they have a whole... I've I've never worked there, but I've known people who have. And it's very weird. But it all yeah. adds to the the show, the show of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rebecca's close friends and other crew members portray a more complex portrait of her and her parents and the media. Uh, one crew member who was asked about Rebecca said that she was quite a lovely girl with underlying sadness. Um, hmm. In 2017, Rebecca's partner and Wonder crewmate Tracy Medley spoke about what happened on March the 22nd, 2011. Um, she, so this is so out of left field. It's kind of funny how out of, le- how out of left field this is in comparison to everything else. So Tracy would assert that Rebecca and herself participated in a threesome that evening with Medley's boyfriend. Rebecca had been upset about their fiery and passionate connection in the weeks before, according to Ooh. Medley. I told you. <laughs> it gets, it's juicy. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but now I'm getting a different vibe. Are they, they would regarded her with a sad disposition. That gives me a different vibe there. What could have yeah. happened? Is that a theory? I mean, there is some twists and turns and okay. her... 
jumping overboard, I think, is is a theory that has been thrown around. Okay. Uh, the shock of having a male friend as a lover or possibly competing sexually for Medley's attention may have been enough to turn Rebecca's normally upbeat disposition um, a bit darker. In retrospect, Medley thinks that she leapt over the deck five railings to jump into the water because she wanted to leave the ship and end the end her life. Um, oh, Rebecca's boy. English relatives and friends, however, have very much denied that she committed suicide. But was mm-hmm. there foul play involved? Maybe murder was afoot on the Disney Wonder. Yes, there was foul play. If you're asking me, the answer is yes. <laughs> That's what I say. So yeah, that 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 was an interesting little tidbit um, in comparison to the stuff we've spoken about. Maybe Rebecca felt scorned in some way, and mm. but you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of evidence that would point to her um, jumping off the ship. So. I don't know how much stock I'd I would hate to that. think that. Yeah, I'd hate to think that a situation like that would cause her to do something like that. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. sound like it. If Tracy said that Rebecca and herself partic- like participated in a threesome that evening. Oh. Like. Oh, I missed that part, Dom. What the fuck? Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a lot. I missed that part. Okay, now it's making more sense. But still, I mean, unless... All right. But I mean, like, surely that that was a consensual threesome. I can't imagine that it was Mm -hmm. non-consensual. So would she have jumped overboard because of Medley's attention um, having been, Mm -hmm. you know, elsewhere? I, I don't know. I don't know how much I put stock into that. Right, I agree with you. But um, I, I love that you completely missed the threesome part. It's funny. <laughs> I did. There, it blanked out for a second on our online across oh, oh, all this okay. land and ocean. <laughs> I had a, a, a one second blank out, and it was on the word threesome. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Of course, it's on the word threesome as well. It wouldn't be any other word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean. Uh, Okay, I could see why they that would be a theory of her jumping off ship, but I don't know. Where's the yeah. video footage? That's I just can't get over that. Yeah, that's that's the sort of sticking point I think is you know, where is like there is video footage out there or there must be video footage out there that Disney don't want people to see um or they haven't released it. So, you know, until that happens, I think that there's so much speculation for this case, unfortunately. Right. So Rebecca Coriam's case was a botched investigation, according to crew members, family, friends, and law enforcement officials. It is yep. um, difficult to be happy with the quality of the police work performed when only six formally documented interviews happened. Uh, there was suppressed evidence and there has been no forensic investigation. Definitely something that would raise one's eyebrows, I think. Mm-hmm. A good friend and one of the last people that um, aboard the ship to see Rebecca alive offered his opinion to the BBC and stated, quote, I was never spoken to by any security or police. 
to call this an investigation is an insult. Um, mm. Mm. I, I, I would tend to agree to call this an investigation mm. is is a little bit of a stretch. That's putting it kindly. Yeah, that's quite a quote right there. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, within Rebecca's remaining cabin belongings in 2016, um, investigator Ram discovered a torn pair of shorts. He and other law enforcement officials thought this indicated there may have been a struggle or perhaps a sexual assault before she vanished. Hmm. The Corian family became aware of activities on Rebecca's bank account and a password change on her Facebook many months after she vanished. According to what? right, according to NP Matheson, quote, I believe there's sufficient evidence to indicate a crime may well have taken place. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely like when someone goes missing and there's like a bank account transaction that comes up or there's bank account activity that comes up or there's Facebook account activity, like that's always a a massive red flag. Massive red flag for me anyway. Yes, huge red flag. That's insane. And they couldn't track, I'm assuming in their stellar work, they couldn't track down the source of these transactions and their facebook activity it's so weird it's so weird and uh, the detective was like after after interviewing those six people i don't know if i can track that as well god god it's too much i'm only one man (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of work it's tough it's tough life oh dear (laughs) it's ridiculous is what it is that's sad too yeah yeah um like you say it, it's sad that this hand this wasn't handled so much better and it's very similar to the other sort of cruise ship case i did um a few episodes ago where that investigation was extremely suspect it's just, like bad police work is so frustrating and me and amy come up, come across it so often in our cases like so so often it's like man so many it's crimes sad and... like yeah, yeah. It, it's so sad yeah these things shouldn't happen anymore they don't no. need to be happening we have <laughs> enough technology now and it's ridiculous yeah. why'd you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> more than a decade later uh with suppressed evidence um only six documented interviews and a very half-assed investigation this case is highly unlikely to ever be solved um with friends and family still searching for answers um to to the same nagging questions and with the case going cold at this point the answers and closure that the family so desperately seek is something that they may never receive and that is the case of the disappearance of rebecca corium we still do not know uh, what happened to Rebecca. What do you wow. think, Carmen? I'm just, it's so depressing. It's so sad. And I honestly, I don't think they're ever going to get their answers that they're looking for. I think that's that's it. I don't know. I think if they really thought that she jumped overboard, then that would have been the story from the beginning. Yeah. But because they came up with such a strange version of events, it makes it seem so outlandish and just fucking bullshit. 
That's what I think. There are a lot of question marks with like the investigation with Disney being unwilling to release evidence and being unwilling to sort of work with the parents and work with authorities. Um, I don't know if, like, I definitely don't buy that a rogue wave knocked her off the ship. Uh, I find that extremely (laughs) difficult to believe. Jumping off the ship herself, um, I don't know if there's any, it was said that, you know, while she was happy, she did have underlying sadness, but nothing was really sort of delved into what exactly the underlying sadness was. So I don't know what would be the trigger for that, you know, but also murder, foul play. I don't know if that's the case either. There's just so many questions. I don't think like if, if I was asked Dom, like, could you give a definitive answer of what happened? I don't think I could. Which is really annoying because yeah. Yeah. I do this with all of our unsold episodes. Amy's like, right, Dom, gun to your head. <laughs> like, can you get, and I'm like, I always, I'm always like, I'm going to have to sit on the fence. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really hope that human trafficking isn't what went on here, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah um... I think, I think there's a, a good chance that it, that it did. It seems to be a relatively common outcome when someone disappears from a cruise ship that's that's the situation um in the other cruise ship case i did that was one of the very prevalent theories um that she was sold into sexual slavery um mm-hmm. disney god damn it why why must you frustrate <laughs> us so like i love you and i love your theme parks and disney world was amazing and i can't wait to go to disneyland paris but God damn. (laughs) Seriously. So I have a, I have one question for you, Dom. Yes. Will you come on my show? Absolutely. Yay. Okay, great. So we'll have to schedule that in the future. I gotta, I gotta have another crazy conversation with you, but I need to be the one to torture you (laughs) next time. (laughs) Absolutely. You can do an unsolved episode and you can see Amy have a meltdown over it. Um, Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I would like, yeah, we would we would love to come come on your show. Um, absolutely, that would be Sweet. that would be amazing. But before we wrap up, I know that you said it at the very uh, top of the episode. But for the people that are still here um, and haven't decided to go outside and shout because they're like, "What what's going on?" Um, <laughs> if you could uh, once again just sort of tell people where they can find your show and. Um, all of that good stuff. Thank you so much. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This has been awesome. Love your show. You and Amy are great. Ah. You can find us at Instagram, Live, Laugh, Murder Podcast. And we are on most major listening platforms, all I believe. And I always am told randomly that I missed one, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. So come find us, Live, Laugh, Murder. And you'll hear my co-host Joanna and I talk a lot of shit and tell Wonderful. some crazy stories. Wonderful. And, you know, like I said earlier in the episode, definitely go and listen to to Carmen and Joanna. Um, their show is in my weekly rotation. Um, I, I love listening to it and getting every single, every single one wrong. One day I will get one right. <laughs> and I'll message Carmen being like, oh my God, I finally got it. 
I told you it was a true crime case. I do it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see when I have you on how you do. <laughs> you know, so I love, I love your show and definitely give them the love, give them the listens, give them the reviews. Uh, five stars is a good number. I think that's a good <laughs> number. Um, I think so. But yeah, thank you for coming on, Carmen. It's been an absolute pleasure. To end from my end, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode today. There are many ways that you can support us at Horror House. You can rate on Spotify. You can review on the website and on Apple Podcasts. There is the Discord server. Um, so if you want to come join us on Discord, uh, me and Amy are there. We shoot the shit. We ask our episode ideas. We make announcements. Well, you know, in the in the not too distant future, we'll do some live streams. We'll do some hangouts um it's a good old time uh you can hear us talk about superior puddings for some reason i don't know why that's a common thread in the discord server for <laughs> superior puddings is a thing um but it's a lot of fun so come join us there uh, also you can find us on youtube now if you want to watch us as well as listen to us uh there is the youtube channel please subscribe like share comment all that good stuff. You can also follow us Thanks. on Instagram um, at horrorhouse underscore pod. Um, if you want to support us financially, there is the buy me a coffee link, um, which you'll find in the bio and in the show notes. But uh, all that's left to say from me is until next time, as always, stay spooky. Mm, stay spooky. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, guys. And Amy, I miss you, but you're coming on my show, girl. Both of you are. <laughs> I'm going to meet you Absolutely. then. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having me.